When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. We're in pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 2nd, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Jesus Lazardo was my lead of the day. 5.1 innings, 5 runs, 4 hits, 1 walk, 8 Ks, and it bothers me because two of those runs were in the 6th inning. He allowed two base runners, got out of the game, reliever came in, and ruined it. So... Yeah, the skills are still there for Jesus Lazardo. 42% CSW on the slider and the change, 97 mile per hour fastball. Everything honestly should correct itself. It's so weird to see this near nine ERA with a sub one whip and eight to one strikeout to walk ratio. So we keep moving on with Jesus Lazardo. Kevin Gosman is good. Joe Musgrove is pretty good. The breaking balls aren't right, right there yet, and it does make me a little worried. But I feel like over time, that's going to get better, and we shouldn't really do much about it. Uh, Max Scherzer, I'm sorry, I'm distracted because there's a spider walking up my wall right now. I'm in Asheville. It's why it's a little bit late today. I actually recorded this podcast actually accidentally through my MacBook. And for you, I am re-recording it now to make sure it's better audio. And this spider, I'm just going to ignore it. Everything is fine. Max Scherzer against the Phils. Seven innings, one earned run, five hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts, 22 whiffs, 36% CSW. Golden goal here. Everything is great, except for the slider whiffs. He doesn't really have those. Those 15 whiffs with the four-seamer. The slider was a thing of the past. A lot of strikes on it, but it's kind of interesting to see them not get the same whiffs as he has in the past with it. Hunter Green, six innings, one earned run, two hits, three walks, eight Ks against the Red Sox. Things are wonderful in that regard. It's kind of that stretch that we all expected were gonna, was going to happen for Hunter Green, and that's pretty dang cool. Keep rolling with him. I mean, it could just be a thing. Hey, when he's not in Cincy, he's better. Which makes sense because that's a terrible part to pitch in. But still, there's a lot more to it than that. Connor Seabold, he did well. Don't really care. <laughs> Chris Sale got pulled in the fourth because of shoulder soreness while pitching wonderfully, even though he was at 93 miles per hour. So he's getting an MRI today. We don't know what that is. It pains me massively, but that's just life, y'all. Uh, I hope he's okay and returns t- back to the majors. He's probably going to have an IL stint here. I'd be surprised if he didn't consider he was throwing 93, right? It wasn't like. He just felt something quickly, and he's okay. Like, no, he was throwing a 93. There is an issue. Renel Blanco against the Angels. Who is that? Well, he pitches for the Astros now, and the Astros called him up to give a little bit of extra rest for everybody. Dusty Baker didn't say that it was a six-man rotation. He didn't really answer that question. I don't think they will. They might, but I don't think they will. 5.1 innings, 2 and runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, 5 Ks. I don't think that he is someone you should be targeting your 12-teamers. And... It's not really that impressive of a fastball, so eh, whatever. Uh, but it does have an impact for the rest of the rotation if it is a six-man rotation, so keep that in mind. Uh, Freddie Peralta against the Jays, six innings, three earned runs, six hits, two walks, three Ks. The interesting thing about Peralta is that the fastball was a one underperforming, not the sliders and the and the curveballs. And that's a better bet for me to make that the fastball will get better than me asking the slider and curveball to become strikes. Does that make sense? This was against the Jays. I'm not going to read too much into it. I think he is a bio low because it has not been smooth. But the same velocity is there. The sliders and curveballs are getting strikes. I think this is going to work out in the end. Zach Davies was a stream pick of the day by both me and PL Buck because there really wasn't anything else we wanted to do. We didn't want to do Connor Seabold, who was previously Chase Anderson. And 
guess I should have done that one. 5.2 innings, 3 earned runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks against Rocky Road because he didn't have his changeup. Just 11% CSW. The one day you don't have it. Zach Davies, not fair. Tanner Bybee against the Twins. 5 innings, 3 earned runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 6 Ks. I feel like this is a start we're going to see a decent amount of the time from Tanner Bybee because he doesn't have the full command of his arsenal yet. Still, I think that repertoire is really good. And over time, he's just going to get better and more locked in. But he doesn't have that electric top 20 upside because of that, right? The fastball just isn't dominating. He hasn't done what he pledges to do, which is stay vert, uh, verty, right? Staying up with it. He hasn't really done that often. So there are these peaks that are wonderful for Tanner Bybee. But I think we kind of need to accept that we're going to see a decent amount of these kind of outings from him moving forward. Tanner Walker against the Mets, uh, Reed Detmers, and Pablo Lopez are other ones that we're going to talk about, and we'll talk about those after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So, stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Taiwan Walker against the Mets. Four innings, three hundred runs, two hits, three walks, and two Ks. Didn't really expect anything here. And, yep, this is what you get. The splitter is... You can't, you can't do that. There just isn't anything exceptional in Taiwan Walker's repertoire. I would not be chasing him in 12-teamers. Reed Detmers went against Astros, five innings, four earned runs, six hits, two walks, and two Ks. I was really hoping for some strikeouts in this one. Actually, it was a very interesting outing because 41% CSW on the curveball is not what we've seen as he turned to that more than the slider. The slider has been this big swing striker pitch. The four-seamer has been underperforming up in the zone and at higher velocity, but the curveball has taken a step back this year. To see it up there does give some inkling that maybe there is that three-pitch mix I've been dreaming of for Detmers. That said, anytime I see this kind of stuff, it generally doesn't pan out as I want it to. And Detmers now has two tough matchups in a row now. So if you're in a situation where you can't really stash Detmers for the next, what, 14 days? Then yeah, you should move on from this. It's okay. You guys know how much of a fan I am of him for the long term. I think in 2024, I'm going to still be in on his development. But I recognize right now in your 12-teamers, he's not doing it for you. And you have to make these kind of decisions. I totally get this. Uh, Pablo Lopez against the Guardians, 5.2 innings, 6 earned runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. Very strange to see Pablo Lopez at a 4-5-4 ERA, worst of his career, despite having the best fastball of his career and a the best breaking ball of his career with this new sweeper. So yeah, the changeup hasn't been as good as we've seen, but Pablo Lopez is not a 4-5-4 ERA guy. He just isn't. So I'm very much buying in on this one. I was really hoping to elevate him to ace is going to ace soon, and I think we just got to accept that he's better than this and move on. 
today's starters, uh, we have Zach Wheeler, Shohei Otani, Luis Castillo, Corbin Burns, Kling Kershaw, Tyler Glasner, Framber Valdez, Logan Webb, and Chris Bassett, all as auto starts today. Nothing really to discuss here. I mean, Framber Valdez is going today instead of yesterday. Without that cutter, he's not above Glasnow and Kershaw, but I understand if you want to put him there. And Chris Bassett against the Mets, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about his last start. Probable start tier, you have John Gray against Seattle. Really like the slider. The fastball is good enough. John Justin Verlander, John Verlander, uh, is going against the Toronto Blue Jays without his premier slider. And it's really frustrating to see him without that slider. So I hope he gets that slider back. But it is a little scarier. That's why he's not in the auto start tier. Luis Severino, I'm feeling really good about um, against the Dodgers. The fastball velocities are changing. It looks good. The slider can be better, but it's still been a very effective strike pitch for him. Good stuff all around in the Dodgers, but I think you still do it. Merrill Kelly against the against Atlanta. He's been on such a roll that you can't deny him right now. Bailey Ober gets the Guardians. That's a gift. And he has a good fastball. It's not the greatest fastball, but he's doing it well. Um, the slider is solid. The changeup hopefully is there. Edward Cabrera hopefully just throws strikes against Athletics and you'll be fine. You'll be great. Charlie Morton against the Diamondbacks. Uh, fastball, hopefully you're good enough. You're a cherry bomb right now and I hope... This works out, but I feel like if you have Charlie Morton, you got to do it here. Same with Jack Flaherty against the Pirates. Fastball velocity hasn't been amazing. Secondary pitches haven't been amazing. Or they have, and then they haven't. I don't know where you're going to get, but I feel like it's leaning toward beneficial for you here against the Pirates. Questionable start tier. Hogan Harris is getting opened for by Fujinami against the Marlins. I love this. Uh, this is a really fun stream pick. It's very sneaky. It's why I love it. It's because... I imagine it's like 1% done, but I feel he will be pitching four or five innings, five innings likely, and he's a crafty lefty. This can very much work against the Marlins. Now it's a questionable start, so I'm not doing it, but I love it because it's just one of those fun moments of like, hey, there's sneaky value to be had uh, if you need it, especially in the deeper leagues. Michael Waka against the Cubs. Is his command going to be there? I hope so. But the Cubs are punishing if it's not. Garrett Whitlock against the Rays. Uh, Garrett Whitlock is throwing his second start of the year. The Rays are really good. I like Whitlock for the long term, but this is a bit risky for me. Same with Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray is really just an ERA play at this point against the Phils. It's not worth it to me. Brandon Williamson against the Brewers could have his cutters inside working, but not great. And Dean Kramer against the Giants. Maybe that does work. Maybe he gets a win, but I just feel like his stuff is not exceptional and the Giants are a kind of good offense. You have Mike Clevenger, Aaron Savali, both coming back from the IL today against the Tigers and the Twins, so that normally would feel like a good start, but it's the still ill situation that makes us avoid it. Ronzi Contreras against the Cardinals. I just don't want to trust Ronzi Contreras. I think it's a good slider, and that isn't consistent enough, and the fastballs are very susceptible to damage, while the Cardinals could just mess them up really quickly. Reese Olsen is pitching today for the Tigers. Long story short, it's a debut, bad control, um... I don't want to chase that. But hey, I'm very intrigued in what we get. Jameson Tyone against the Padres. Uh, he hasn't found a rhythm yet, so we wait on that one. And Jordan Lyles is going against Chase Anderson, and I want nothing to do with that in Kansas City. Looking forward to today's game, or tomorrow's games, I should say. Spencer Strider versus Garrett Cole. Not versus. Spencer Strider's at the top. Garrett Cole is going against the Dodgers. I know some people are going to be a little scared because of all the talk about the home runs. You start Garrett Cole, guys. Uh, Christian Javier against the Angels hasn't had his slider, but that should be fine. I, I expect it to return soon. Uh, Sonny Gray gets the Guardians, and you Darvish gets the Cubs. Uh, you start both of those guys. Probable start tier, Yuri Perez against Athletics, obviously there. Uh, Logan 
Allen just had 10 strikeouts against the Athletics. You start him against the Twins. Dylan Cease just did poorly against the Tigers, and well, you know, he gets the Tigers. So I hope it works out. Just get your slider for strikes, man. Drew Smiley had the Blake Snell blueprint and didn't work out last time, but it felt like it should have, and now he gets the Piders. I think you're still going to do it. He's had a fantastic season. And Alex Cobb gets the Orioles, and he should have his splitter. He didn't last time, but he should have it back. Jordan Montgomery leads the questionable start tier against the Pirates. I know it's weird to put him there against the Pirates, but he's, his whip has been so detrimental for you, and I don't believe that the curveball is where it should be. Andrew Heaney against the Mariners, uh, and Mackenzie Gore both strikeout options here. Heaney is higher because it's against the Mariners. It's a, it's a better team to get them on, and he's been more productive as of late consistently. While Mackenzie Gore... 11 strikeouts against the Phillies, but he's been back and forth every single start at the Phillies. I know I'm grinding through this bad stretch, but they could just wake up in a heartbeat. I feel like it's a risky start, and I have between them Luis Medina and Mike Lorenzen as both quality start streaming options. Um, Medina gets the Marlins, and Lorenzen gets the White Sox. So play that as you want. If you're chasing more strikeouts, then go Mackenzie Gore about those guys. Uh, Jose Barrios against the Mets. The sinker's good. And with the curveball, it's been working, but the Mets are dangerous, and it's just not really enough to chase. Graham Ashcraft, I don't know, man, against the Brewers. It feels like it should be good, but the cutter command has been terrible, and the slider isn't amazing, and there's no sinker anymore. It's weird. Luis Ortiz throws susceptible fastballs and a slider that isn't that great. It's kind of like Ronzi Contreras, but a little bit better with the fastball. I don't want to do it, but at least it's not do not start. It's a questionable start. And Kyle Branish against the Giants... Uh, his stuff's very inconsistent. He's a cherry bomb, and the Giants are kind of good. Do not start here. It's Tanner Houck against the Rays. He had good command two starts ago. Last start wasn't so good. Now it's the Rays. Daniel Lynch was intriguing with a new slider, more of a sweeper against, uh, and now he gets the Rocky, against Rocky Road. That was the debut last time. I want to see more before I start uh, putting him in my lineups. Patrick Hart. Oh, man. I, I got this. Patrick Sandoval against the Astros. Uh, he has not had his changeup and slider this year, and it's the Astros. Colin Ray could pull it out against Cincinnati, but it's in Cincinnati. I don't want to risk that. Dylan Covey against the Nationals. He still one good game. I don't want to believe that he can do it again uh, versus a weak offense. Yanni Chirinos, I don't really know if he should be this high, but maybe it does work against the Red Sox. I mean, it's 25th out of 32 because we have a doubleheader here. Uh, Corey Kluber is on the other side of that against the Rays. That's a worse matchup, so no thank you. Marco Gonzalez against the Rangers. I have no interest there. Ryan Nelson, maybe the secondary's return. I doubt it. Then he gets Atlanta, so that feels like a terrible start incoming. Uh, Austin Gomber is going against the Royals. I have no interest with that. Josh Fleming, maybe I should swap him with Yanni Trios. I might just do that after this podcast ends, but like I don't care uh, about Josh Fleming. And Tyler McGill is going against the Jays. That's just far too risky. McGill has not been productive for you. And Michael Grove is going against the Yankees, where I don't even know if he's going to go past like 70 pitches. And he hasn't been productive this year, so no thank you there. All right, thank you all so much for the support of this. Sorry for the late podcast. I recorded it once with my MacBook instead of this Yeti mic, and uh, I re-recorded it because you deserve better. Also, I'm in Asheville, and that's why this is also late. So if you are around on Sunday, we are doing a Pitchless Meetup at The Whale. It's a bar here in Asheville at 4 p.m. on June 4th. That's a Sunday. Come on by. It's going to be lots of fun. We're going to have some just baseball people. We're going to talk about life. Um, just, yeah, just come and say hi at the whale. So that is it. My name is Nick Pollock. He may your bamboos below and your strikeouts high.